Well, greetings, everyone. Good to be with you again on another episode of The Shakedown. Good to have Miss Barbara Gould back with us again. Uh, I enjoyed our last two conversations talking about wellness. I want to move into a more, uh, I don't know if you want to call it a deeper topic, but something that I have seen and we have discussed outside of this context numerous times, um, talking about uh, leadership in a broad sense, um, but more specifically, uh, when we talk about leadership, you know, leadership at its at its base level is basically inspiring others mm-hmm. to follow. I remember I can't remember who said it, but that you know, if you want to know if you're a leader, look behind you. If there's nobody following, you're not leading. You're out for a walk. Right. So you know, when we talk about inspiring others to follow, that ins- if I'm going to inspire you to follow me, I have to have an understanding. Yes. Of who you are, what you find valuable, what yes. you're looking for, yes. so that I know what those inspiration points, you know, I, I joke about, you know, that, um, you know, growing up that in our household, you know, you ate what was on the table and, you know, I, and, and I'd come out in the morning before I went to school to kind of see what mom was preparing for supper. So, you know, I could look forward to that. Um, you know, and if it was pork chops and sauerkraut, um, I was not nearly as excited as on other days. That was not a motivating force to me. So if you were trying to motivate me, sauerkraut, probably not on no, your list. No. But when we talk about understanding, you know, we, there's lots of stuff out there about yes. cultural understanding. Yes. Uh, there's stuff out there about, you know, looking at, okay, educational level of the people I'm dealing with. Yes. There's stuff out there about that. There's personality stuff, yes. um, looking at their personalities. But, you know, it's interesting in, in, in preparing for this episode or, and the next episode as well, I never I necessarily thought about understanding someone from a generational perspective. Right. And that's kind of a piece of the puzzle that you don't hear a lot about. Right. There's so much focus put on some of the other things. Mm-hmm. But this is a piece that is... That is uh, Ignored to a large extent. So, uh, having said that, what exactly when you say looking at someone and understanding someone from a generational perspective, where are you coming from with that? Are you, I mean, are you talking about uh, specific time frames? That you're talking about. Yeah, so there are, and and it depends on where you go for your research. It'll break the generations down by you know little different dates. Um, okay. But like boomers, you know, those are 58 to 76 year olds. Okay. Um, for a lot of us that are working in corrections, mm-hmm. um, that's our parents or grandparents. Okay. Um, and then, you know, there's Generation X, which is my generation. Right. More the middle age, 42 to 57. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of us in the workforce right now. Right. Uh, there's a lot of min- millennials, which is Generation Y. And they're, you know, 40, 26 to 41. And then we have this small subgroup that's starting to filter in, and that's Generation Z. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, 10-year-olds to 25-year-olds. So we're seeing the 18 to 25-year-olds, depending upon your agency. You know, I know um, in Michigan, you can be a CO at 18. Right. You Same gra- in Alabama. Yeah, you graduate high school. Like, <laughs> come on down and apply before you get any bad habits. That's right. And we'll take you in. Uh, But we don't stop to think about, okay, well, what do they value based on how they might have been raised? Sure. And who raised them? Sure. You know, like it's different um, for for me. My grandparents raised me. So that's even the generation before the boomers. So a lot of my values uh, come from people that lived through the Depression. Right. 
you know, like you don't waste anything. Absolutely Something not. can always be used for another purpose. You yeah, know, I've got 30,000 empty tin cans in my basement because I might need them one day. The ball of aluminum foil <laughs> because you might need to reuse that. You might reuse that. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so that's how I was raised, sure. you know, and then, and, and helping raise, uh, my children who are, you know, millennials, uh, and I think I have, yeah, I have one generation Z. My youngest is generation Z, but they saw me and my parenting style as quite hardcore. Sure. You know, compared to, compared to their friends. Sure. Right. Who, you know, maybe their friends' parents, their parents were around a little more. Right. You know, my parents worked a lot. Um, my biological mother was trying to get this career and that career and in school. Right. Didn't see her a whole lot. My dad worked second shift. You know, because that's what he could get for a good job. Right. And, you know, so I saw my grandparents. That, sure. That's who instilled their values in me the most. Sure. So, and I think we forget about that. We get into the, the work scene and we just expect, okay, well, if I tell you to do something, you need to just go do it. <laughs> but right. we forget that these younger kids, they've always been told why. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll go to your room. Well, why? Okay, because that disrespect you just gave to me is not appropriate go to your room like we give them an answer when i was younger if if my grandparents or even my parents when they were right. there said go to your room you didn't stand there and ask questions unless you wanted to pick yourself up off the floor <laughs> right. yes. you just went to your room yes and we forget about so we get into the work environment and we forget about this yes. you know i tell you hey i need you to go to collect those trays and you're like why Okay, well, if you're a little older, or you're used to a little, you know, yes. different style. Yes. I'm looking at you like, I'm not telling you why, and I'm not telling you again. Like, <laughs> what is wrong with you? Yes. You know, yes, yes. <laughs> but, but we forget. We've we've grown our children, mm. who are now adults in the workforce. Yeah, different. Yes, you know the uh, we my family and I we bought a a farm uh, a few. About five or six years ago, but the folks we bought the farm from, they uh, we bought the farm from. That sounds terrible. I'm, so I'm like, I'm not we touching purchased that. Purchased a piece of land that is used <laughs> as a farm. I'm, I'm alive. We're good. There's no buying of farms in that. Anyway, moving on. Uh, the folks we purchased the property from, uh, you know, you could tell that, and I don't know exactly where that what their age, you know, what their age is, but you could tell it. At either they lived through or they were raised by people that lived through the depression. Yeah. Um, because there was stuff everywhere that was oh, yeah. stashed away that they saved. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in the shop, I found a massive Tupperware container that was full of six to eight inch pieces of wire. That you know, you know, you never know. You never know. I mean, and I kind of chuckled as I'm seeing all these little snippets and pieces. As I'm thinking, get rid of this nonsense. Right. But in that in of itself, yes. in my lifetime, if you needed something, I mean, the hardware store or Lowe's or Home yeah. Depot or what, it's, yeah. it's just right up the road. Yeah. I just go get me some. You know, I don't. I don't even yeah. worry about that. And, and what does the newest generation do? Yeah. They don't even go up the road to the store. <laughs> yes, exactly. They're online and they're like, I can get this tomorrow. Perfect. Yes. Delivered. Done. Delivered. Handled. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They, uh, you know, and you think about, <clears throat> I think it's funny when you, that is an example, you know, that it always drove me nuts. The, uh, the self checkout at the, <laughs> you know, and I always make the statement, which my boys, my sons think is hilarious. I don't, say, I don't work here. Right. I'm not, I'm not checking me out. That's right. They pay people to, to do that. Yes. I mean, uh, but uh, that's a generational thing. Yeah. 
you see a lot of people would not hesitate for a second. Absolutely. I'll check myself out. I'm out the door. And, you know, they're probably out faster than I was. But that's beside the point. Um, but you see that, you know, in our, in our hiring. Yes. Whereas, you know, when I first started in corrections and we'd be interviewing people, um, the the benefits package, your insurance, your mm-hmm. retirement was a huge deal. You know, we may not pay as much as the plant down the road. Right. But for a lot of folks, they weren't as worried about that as, hey, but look, here's this retirement. Here's the health insurance. And, you know, now doing interviews, you throw those benefits out there and they don't even blink. No. It's, uh, okay, great. Thanks. That's phenomenal. So yeah. how much does it pay an hour? Right. And, and you know, the fact that you'll, we've, we've lost officers to other surrounding counties for a minimal yeah. increase in pay, but they just start all over. And it's not logical to me because I'm thinking longevity. But they they weren't raised to look at the end game. Right. We, our generation was raised more to look at the end end game. And, you know, even though it was a little less money, that those benefits, well, you know, it's a pension. The other counties around me, they don't have a a pension anymore. They have a hybrid, which isn't going to give me as much when I, when I'm done working. Um, you know, the health benefits, you know, is it, is it more good for a family or is it just a thing? Like these right. are all the things that we sat down and we're scouring, Yes. you know, Yes. and, and the newer people are like, okay, great. It's got benefits. So does the county next door, you know? So if something changes and they're, their pay bumps up or they have a better opportunity, I'm probably just going to go there. Right. Right. Because they don't stick to it. They haven't looked at that end game. Yes. Yes. And the, uh, I think another area that I've just me personally noticed with what you're saying, as far as different generations valuing things, um, the expectation that I'm going to be important as be the way that I'd word it, that may be a terrible word, but I'm going to be important quick. Yes. When I started in corrections, the the if you wanted to be a supervisor, I mean a front level, you know, a corporal or a front line supervisor, you better plan on hanging around for six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. Yeah, maybe have a shot at it. Maybe right. right. And uh, now, I mean, we've we've promoted folks in our facility that they've been there a year, a little bit more. But that's what you had right there. That mm-hmm. they was that was your experience level. Yeah. But now the expectation is, well, I've been here six months. Why, why why hasn't something happened? Right. You're treating me like a normal line officer. Well, that's because you're a you are a normal line officer. But anyway, but so you that the, another display right there. The yes. I don't want to sound like the old guy and do the whole everybody gets <laughs> know, a trophy statement there. That's not what I'm trying to accomplish. But there's a different mindset. There is, there is. And, and, you know, I hate to uh, burst people's bubbles, but those of us that are in generation X that are complaining about the new generation, Mm -hmm. we raced them. (laughs) It's our fault, y'all. It Uh, it kind of is like we raised this generation, but I think a lot of us had the mindset of, I want it to be a little different. Like my parents weren't there as much because they had career and work. So I wanted to be there as much as I could for my kids. Right. Which even though I was a little more authoritarian, I was also kind of that helicopter parent too. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to go out of the practices and every single game. And I wanted, sure. you know, if you had a, sure. a school trip to the zoo, like, you know, I was going to rearrange my work schedule and be there because I didn't have that growing up. Right. And that also wasn't the norm. Right. So us being there all the time kind of became the norm. Mm-hmm. 
And now you have the younger kids that, and, and you know, I, I see it in a lot of the younger parents, uh, they're letting their kids be raised by electronics. Mm. Because TV has become so educational, and I use quotation marks with that. Um, And, you know, there's different things that they can learn and they can play on a tablet um, that that's what they do. Yeah. They're educating, quotation marks, their kids while keeping them busy. Well, that's good and bad. I mean, it's going to have its consequences as they grow. And we see those consequences in, you know, the younger kids not having patience with promotions. Right. Or not having patience with getting that good spot. Mm. You know, well, I understand Officer Smith has been here 10 years and likes working this coveted spot, but I've been here six months. I want to crack at it. Okay, it doesn't work that way, you know, but we've raised them to think that's okay. Right. I can push a button and And there it is. It happens. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Uh, that, That is, and you know, the, as a person in leadership, you know, you tend to, uh, when I look at my roster, if you will, I'm looking at my staff. Most often, I'm going to look at longevity. Right. That's going to be my first. My first data point is going to be longevity. You know, these are my senior officers, my most experienced officers. Right. I might follow that up with, okay, how much training have they received? You know, correction specific training. Right. Have they been to jail cons? Have they been to an academy? Have, whatever. Fill in the blank. And use that as a, a dynamic or a data point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can honestly say that there has never been a time where I've looked at their birth date to see. Right. And look at that as a dynamic as far as an expectation that I have towards them. Right. Uh, now, granted, obviously, that's not a hard number. But still, how can I expect to interact with this individual right. if I tell them, all right, here's the deal. You want to be a supervisor. You may have to wait two years. Right. If we have a meltdown because of said statement, yeah. am I prepared for that? Right. Or am I going to be sitting there staring at them like they're having a, a you know some psycho uh, situation going right. on here? Because, But that helps me if I think about it that way. Yes. That helps my expectation. Yeah. And it tells me. This is where I try. I need to try to connect with them at, as opposed to wasting my time with something that right. is going to make that big of a difference. Right, and and you know, looking at you know different values in the generations. You know, you look at boomers; they were very self reliant. Mm. There was no one around to help them get what they wanted. Sure, you know those sure. those. 800 pieces of six inch wire. Yes. yes, Like they were going to use those for something, you know? Um, And then we get to the youngest generation Z and they're used to working in a team setting all the time. Mm. Schools are geared more towards team, you know, academia. Right. Um, They, you know, video games. It's not individual video games anymore. Like, you know, us kids in the eighties that had Atari. Yes. Um, Yes. You know, you were, it was a big deal if you had that second controller and you could go back and forth like you play, I play, you play, I play. (laughs) No, now, you know, they're, they're, they're playing the like Call of Duty. Like you could have 10 different people Mm -hmm. that you're on a headset talking to and there's 10 different characters coming in and out. Like everybody's playing. Yes. And that's what they know. That's what they know. So it's a different value for them. You know, right. we're used to being a little more self-reliant. That's what was ingrained in us. But this, these new kids were, 
we're teaching them you you need a team, you need a group, you bounce ideas off of, you know. So we've we've kind of done it to ourselves. Sure. Um, and I also feel like it's up to us senior leaders mm. to say, okay, I, I understand you want working on a pod with 120 people to be a team effort. Right. But our staffing says we're going to have two of you up there. Right. So your team today is going to be you and your partner. <laughs> two people. Right. Like, like how can how can we make this better for you? What mm. can what can we do? You know, um, and sometimes it's as simple as maybe they're not comfortable with that partner. Okay. And I know this sounds silly and it sounds catering and there's people out there that are going to be like, hey, that's the schedule. That's who you're assigned with. But I also tell people that do uh, scheduling in jails, why are you going to put people somewhere they absolutely hate or with someone they really dislike or are not comfortable with right. when you could just move a couple people and have bliss on your shift? Yes. Like everybody, for the most part, is somewhat happy yes. with where they are, who they're working with. Why wouldn't you do that? Right. You know, because as they get used to the job and as they get used to the people they're working with, um, they'll work with those people that they don't like so much every now and then. They'll work in that spot that's not the best spot every now and then without a lot of complaint. Um, but like you mentioned, that long game, right. getting them to see that that long game. You know, this, this is not necessarily a stepping stone anymore. Corrections right. is a career. Mm-hmm. And look, a lot of us, um, 20, 25 years, and you're done. Right. You can't go many places, and that's the case. Right. So getting them to really see and value and invest in that, it's almost like, some, especially Generation Z, they're coming in. We're not just their leaders. We're their mentors, and mm. we're finishing parenting them. Yes. We're, t- we're taking the reins from their actual parents, and, and we're, we're helping guiding them through life. Awesome. Awesome. Well, guys, that's about all the time we got for this episode. We got another one following this next week where we'll continue this conversation. And I'll tell you, regardless of where you are in the leadership structure, uh, if you're a beginning line officer and you're listening to this and you're saying, hey, this has anything to do with me, uh, yes, it does. If you're a corrections officer, you were responsible for people, which therefore means that you were a leader. Um, maybe you're somewhere in the chain in between. Um, something to consider. Uh, whether it's the inmates you deal with or whether it's other staff members that you deal with, whatever the case may be, uh, it's something that we all need to at least take into consideration. So I hope that was some food for thought. And like I said, we'll continue with this next week. As always, guys, uh, stay sharp, stay safe, stay vigilant. Godspeed.